CEO Money and Michael Yorba, thanks for joining with us. All right, my guest today is Ed Butowski. He is the managing partner of Chapwood Investments. Ed, welcome to the show. Great, thanks for having me. All right, Ed, for the audience that in my audience that hasn't met you yet, give us some background on you, and I want to talk about the different moving parts of the market sectors as you mm -hmm. see it. Well, I grew up at Morgan Stanley, and that's how I say it because you know we all grew up somewhere. Okay. Uh, I was there for about 20 years, and I was very fortunate. I ended up running a a group that managed money for very wealthy people in the Southwest. It was called Private Wealth Management. And my business uh, then moved over to Bank of America for a short period of time. And then I started my own firm called Chapwood Investments. So what we do is we manage money for rich people. And been doing that and, and absolutely love it. Okay. Now when you're managing the money, you've got to stay abreast of current economic conditions, global as well as domestic. Right. Give us the lay of the land as you see it. I've had some people saying that we're looking for one good pullback and then another strong rally to suck them all in before we have a big problem. Or I don't yeah. know. Where, where Anybody do you see who it? says that is is just um, I don't. I'm not going to say the word moron, but but they're unsophisticated investors because there's no reason in the world for someone to make a prediction we're going to see a pullback and then go again. I mean, you have to understand investing, and you have technical analysis, you have fundamental analysis. Fundamental analysis is all the details about earnings and interest rates and so on, and then you have technical analysis. And neither one of these support the market going higher. So anybody who says that. Bring them on the show. Let me debate them because the reality is, Michael, there's no good reason for this market to go higher. Now, the way I look at the world, and that's what you have to do when you when you look at investing, think about a 747 and you have four different engines, okay? You have North America as one of the engines. Then you have Europe as another engine. You have Asia, another engine. And then you have the emerging markets. Tell me where there's strength. Okay. Right? And if one engine starts to sputter, if one engine isn't working, it puts pressure on the other engines. You have $18 trillion of negative interest rate invested where they're guaranteed to lose money. You put $1,000 into a bank in Europe at negative interest rates, you're going to get back less than $1,000 30 years later. Now. That is a sign of a real problem. You look at Africa, it's a mess. Those are part of the emerging, some people call it the frontier markets. The emerging markets, nothing is happening anywhere. There's no growth. So when someone says we're gonna see a pullback and see it go higher, why? Okay, where? how do you see it though? There's no good reason for it to go up Absolutely. globally. Not only globally, domestically. Okay, well, give me some, pockets that you're thinking about for protecting the assets if it's not a rally you're right. not pouring the coals into the oh, equity markets right. you're not buying buying into private equity where where do you put the money well you're looking for green shoots and there's not many okay like little right. pockets of you know places what we're doing we're buying short-term uh single b double b rated bonds not going out more than two to three years 
Uh, we're picking up really nice yields there, about five or six percent. But those bonds are sensitive to the balance sheet of these companies, and some of them are are pretty cheap. We're buying senior rate floating notes, which are very inexpensive right now relative to their net asset value, and they're paying about six, seven percent, maybe eight percent. And then something I haven't done in years is I'm buying closed end bond funds. They're selling at twelve to thirteen percent discount to the net asset value. They're paying about eight percent. MCR is a good example. Uh, if anybody puts in the symbol MCR, they're 8.62% yield as of today. And I you know, use all the disclaimers, okay? Because uh, I know I'm supposed to like, say that with the disclaimer, but it's selling at a 12% discount. If you buy equities today, you're buying stocks at 30% overvalued levels. That's where they're at. And when you extract the stock buybacks, and that's a really big deal because so many stocks have been bought in stock buyback programs, which are not real earnings, but they have been attributed to earnings growth. If you suck that out, you have the stock market selling at a PE of about 32. All right. We're literally at, I think, the fourth highest overvaluation level in the history of our country. So now that you headed for the bomb shelter with this, how long do you see that lasting? No idea. Okay. And, I, and I'm not, my clients are fully vested. Right. Okay. Right. We, we, we're not pulling, you know, we're, we're probably a little underweighted in some, some portfolios and equities, but, but you have to remain in a properly managed portfolio, always has some investments that can do well. So we have managed futures, we have other types of alternatives. But when we talk about the stock market itself, mm-hmm. you should be underweighted in the stock market today. Okay, so is that like a twenty eighty ratio, sixty forty? Yeah, we don't what do, do you it that way. That? We don't do it that way. I mean, our it because you said underweighted, so you got to have we're some underweighting. Kind of ratio. So, it, but but our weighting is dependent upon the client. The right. client's weight is determined when we meet them and understand what their needs are. I get and I have something I just wrote. I, I haven't told you this, but I wrote a book. Okay, it called the uh, Wealth Mismanagement, and in it. There's something called the chip score. In fact, anybody can go to thechipscore.com and put in their current holdings. It's anonymous. Nobody knows who you are. Right. And you'll get a score on your portfolio. Right. And it's it's kind of cool. All right. And I wrote the book about it. So when you say, well, you know, what equity, you know, everybody says, oh, 2040, you know, or not 2040, 2080, 6040, so on. Right. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not something that we do, but you read that a lot so people are comfortable with it. The equity exposure for clients is dependent upon what their needs are and in many other things about you know what their volatility desires are and on and it's all done on a historical basis well from my my limited experience in the investment industry if you're moving more towards bonds sometimes people seek shelter in municipal bonds and things of that nature how do you see the infrastructure or the municipal bond market faring as you go forward yeah municipal bonds are interest rate sensitive mm-hmm. and we're we do believe interest rates are going to remain low for a long time okay but we're not buying any municipals because the taxable equivalent yield isn't there what we're buying in the in the bond market is single b double b rated uh, short-term bonds. That's where your best value is. Don't your triple A, double A, single A bonds? There's no value there, and you have a great potential for loss if you go long-term. Because if it, if rates do turn around at some point, you're going to lose principal. How do you feel about commodities as a, as a general rule, and then you know narrow down on some either food or metals, things of that nature? So I know that gold and silver have had a move higher mm-hmm. um i don't invest in those i invest if you're going to do any type of commodity where you want to take physical possession i i like diamonds 
okay because you can buy diamonds at a discount and, and, and there's something called the wrap list anybody can look up wrap a port list and it gives you the wholesale price you should be buying diamonds about 20 30 percent off of wrap um that's what you should be buying and they're going to mirror be very close to how gold and silver go up and down but you're buying them at 30 percent off what they're worth the day you buy them how do you feel about using them as economic indicators in other words people are seeking shelter in the precious metals which hasn't really happened for a long time right there's two reasons you buy it and i'm not smart enough to know which one it's going to be and i'll well, tell you why you're putting diamonds in the same category i'm right? putting diamonds in the same category because you're if you're going to buy in that category um, I would buy diamonds versus gold or silver. Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, you're buying it because of safety. Then other people buy it because they think of inflationary pressures. Okay, there are no inflationary pressures, and um, we we have big inflation that people don't count on because the CPI number is kind of a bogus stat. Right. But when you start looking at everyone's cost of living increase, just here in Dallas, you have to make six, seven, maybe eight percent more next year just to keep even. Right, and that's mm-hmm. a huge problem because we're told by the government your costs go up only one, one and a half percent, which just isn't true. There's not one person who believes that. So if you really are doing a good job as a portfolio manager, you're you're telling people the truth, and that is you have to grow your money. You can't just sit there and say I got three percent inflation is one percent. I did a good job. So, where do you stand on real estate? Because there's a lot of people that come through the show that they say that commercial real estate is a great storehouse of wealth, yeah. as as it is relative to the bonds that you're buying. Where, how do you feel about that? I think the real estate market is fantastic, and and I wish, in I wish I knew more about it, and I wish I did more in it. Um, I think a lot of the REITs are overpriced. I think a lot of the real estate is overpriced. But as long as you have interest rates this low and you can borrow, just keep doing it. And I don't see any, I don't, with the exception of finding overvalued deals, which is a problem, most people are going to continue to make a lot of money. My son's going into it. He said he doesn't want to do what I do. He wants to go into real estate. Okay. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll do really well. But um, he's still in college. But I think those are the people that have done very well and i don't see any reason for that not to continue well there's got to be some pocket out there that you like beyond just the bonds is there anything in the economy any market sectors that you think might with the exception of real estate yes absolutely not zip i'm I'm just look i've done this 30 years yeah and you know no you can't tell me i can put money in alternative investments i can put in managed futures and hope um but but the idea that there's some some wonderful place to put money right now that everybody like hey put your money in here you're going to make money absolutely not good ed thanks for being a guest all right (laughs) take care all right you've been watching ceo money with michael yorba thanks for joining with us like us on facebook follow us on twitter and subscribe to our youtube channel